Just past a quarter after five on the Sports Auto 1061 ESPN. Bob Black back with you here in Richmond. Uh, Greg Medea from the Charlottesville Daily Progress, who has been a regular contributor to our program for quite some time now, although he hasn't been on very much of late, and there are a couple of really good reasons for that. So, Greg, we we welcome you back, and I think first and foremost, hey, we're a family-oriented radio station and family-oriented radio show. Um, Congrats on the birth of your child back there at the beginning of June. Uh, You must be ecstatic about that, and I hope you're getting some sleep at this point now. Hey, Greg, are you there? (laughs) we'll try and get him back on the air but yeah greg tweeted it out back on june 1st actually uh that he and his wife shannon had a bouncing baby boy gavin michael a couple of great looking pics of him on his uh on his twitter feed so he's been a little busy with that with a different kind of team um and now he's kind of getting back into the flow of things with the virginia cavaliers so um yeah greg's been a little busy but we love having him on and we're gonna talk a little baseball with him with the virginia selections and the draft and then look ahead a little bit uh with football and basketball uh both coming up before too long for virginia and what we think of the cavaliers tony elliott on the football field and virginia's announced his non-conference schedule on the men's basketball side as well so we are efforting uh greg to join us all right, there we go. I think we got Greg now. I think we got uh, all the buttons pushed properly and everything connected. Uh, Greg, how you doing? I'm doing well, Bob. How are you? Great. Hey, I mentioned, uh, I don't know if you were listening or could hear us or were cut off. Uh, yeah, we haven't had you on in a while. And as I said, we're a family-oriented show here. So first and foremost, congrats on your family and your recent addition, Gavin Michael, right, to the Medea family. Yeah, that's that's correct, Bob. No, we're we're, we're thrilled, uh, my my wife and I, and uh, we couldn't be happier. Uh, the little guy's been great so far, and uh, it's it's been it's been nothing but a joy to this point. So I saw the pictures on on Twitter. One of the best baby pictures I, I've ever seen. And you know, let's be honest. After a while, they start to all look alike. <laughs> but the way you have that young man dressed up in his baseball blanket and the ball and glove on his little sign that introduces him. That is just an absolutely awesome picture. And then it's followed by one in which, Greg, i got to tell you, we got to crop out the right-hand side of this. This New York Mets stuff for this young man has got to go, Greg. Got to go. Um, I feel bad that the poor kid's born into it, right, Bob? <laughs> I mean, I'll let him choose whatever other team he wants to choose in any other sport. Don't care. Uh, but, but the Mets you're born into. I was born into it with, with my dad. Uh, so, so, yeah, Gavin's, Gavin's born into being a Mets fan. <laughs> Well, our producer, A.J., is nodding in agree because he's a huge Mets fan, too. So I guess you got me outnumbered, and I'll let you slide on this one. Not being a Mets fan, but and he's already 0-for-1 on the home run derby with, with Pete Alonzo not winning it last night. So, uh, All right. Anyway, uh, let, let's get into some Virginia talk. Uh, let me start on the baseball side. Uh, thoughts on Kyle Teal going to the Red Sox and Jake Geloff going um, to the Dodgers. And I, I just wonder, I think there were some folks who thought Teal, ACC player of the year, tremendous career at UVA, might have gone even a little bit higher. Not that you can kick about being the 14th player taken in the Major League Baseball draft. Yeah, Bob, I, I think that's that's a totally fair statement. Uh, there were some thoughts that maybe he'd go in the top 10 uh, going into the going into the draft, uh, but but ends up going 14th to Boston, and, and that seems like that seems like a really good fit for him. And I, I think especially about the way with the way he he's able to take the ball to the opposite field. 
in his career at Virginia, watching him closely over the last couple of years, he, he has a knack for you know smacking a fly ball double to left field, and he'll clank off the fence. And all I can think of with Boston is you know hitting and playing Pepper with the Green Monster. I don't know if the power will play you know up to that level at the major league level, but I think about their their minor league system and, and places and, and I looked at some of the ballparks and some of them have the you know the, the replica green monster at their you know mm-hmm. up, up the chain uh, in the minor league organization I, I can see teal swing just being a really good fit uh, and, and really good play for Boston uh, as he tries to climb and, and get to uh, the big leagues but he, he was terrific this year for for, for UVA won the ACC batting title uh, was one of five catchers you know, only in the last 30 years to win the league batting title, joining Jason Varitek, Buster Posey, uh, Yasmani Grandal, and then Joey Bart. All four of those guys were first-round picks. Uh, and just It's so hard to do what he did because you're playing catcher every day, right? The demands of the position are there. Uh, and he's athletic enough to, to maybe play elsewhere if, if Boston, you know, wanted to give him a, give his legs a break and stick him in the outfield. Or, uh, I know Brian O'Connor said he even thinks Kyle Field could play on the infield if he had to. Uh, so he, that, that's what Boston's getting, and he's coming off just a sensational junior year with UVA. And he's got a teammate going with him, right? Connolly Early from our neck of the woods at James River, yep. picked in the fifth round also by Boston, right, pitcher? Yeah, and and, and that's that's a great story, right? Connolly Early, uh, who, who transferred. Uh, to Virginia from Army after being a Patriot League pitcher of the year in 2022 uh, was was a great story for for UVA and really solidified their pitching staff in the back half of the year. Started the campaign as as their midweek guy, Tuesday starter was dominant, and then about halfway into April, Brian O'Connor made the decision maybe late April uh, to to push Connolly into the the weekend rotation. It worked out. He was really, really good. Earned some All American honors, some All ACC honors, uh, and 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 got picked by the Red Sox. So uh, his move paid off. And I guess you could say the same about Ethan O'Donnell, uh, the center fielder, a transfer from Northwestern, mm-hmm. was a pretty good player in the Big Ten, second team All Big Ten guy in 2022, uh, but was excellent in the ACC this year, first team All ACC guy. He went in the sixth round of Cincinnati. Uh, so it did it. it, it when you think about the transfer portal, right, football and basketball come to mind first and foremost. Uh, but with Virginia, it's a program that can, can really reap the benefits in baseball, too, uh, because they, it's a destination-type program. And uh, you, you saw some of it this year with Connolly Early in a rotation, some other guys, too, Nick Parker, uh, Brian Edgington, who helped out on the pitching side, uh, but then Ethan O'Donnell also. And, and those guys made good and, and made the most of their opportunity at UVA. And, Greg, you've uh, alluded to UVA baseball coach Brian O'Connor a couple of times in our conversation already, and uh, we'll address him as Hall of Fame baseball coach Brian (laughs) O'Connor during this offseason. Did you have a chance to catch up with him about that and, you know, kind of his feelings and what he has done with the Virginia baseball program over the past two decades? You know, not not since he was announced that he'd be inducted, but before the the baseball season, I sat down with him for a long series of stories on his 20 years at UVA, and it's just so interesting. And then you start to talk to people that know him well, not only uh, players that have been through the program, but but coaching uh, foes, I guess you could say, coaching guys who he's coached against. And you know, I talked to Tim Corbin down at Vanderbilt and Danny Hall at Georgia Tech. Danny Hall's going to be part of that Hall of Fame class too. And and what they told me was, you know, just the way O'Connor has built his program, right? Hasn't sacrificed for anything, brings in these high-character kids and really demands a lot out of them. 
And they said that, you know, just from afar, that's something that hadn't changed because, you know, they still see the same type of effort, the same type of kid at Virginia, you know, the last four or five years as, as college sports has changed, you know, you know, more move, more player movement, introduction to transfer portal, NIL, of course, the last two, three years. Uh, and, and O'Connor hasn't sacrificed that to, to do what he does uh, with Virginia's program. So it's, it's been really fascinating, right? Uh, all the trips to Omaha, including this past June, uh, getting back to Omaha went in 2021. They won a 2015 national championship. They produced, you know, uh, one big leaguer after another. I know uh, Sean Doolittle, former Nat, you know, the Nationals closer during you know, their their 2019 championship season, uh, World Series winning season. He had told me, you know, he, he's probably the best, uh, you know, most impactful coach in his career. And that's a guy that's played for, for Davey Martinez and Dusty Baker, Bob Melvin, uh, so you think about that. And then even just looking, Bob, at, at the draft this year, uh, four draft picks this year under O'Connor, that's the 15th time in the last 20 years under his watch that Virginia's had at least four draft picks in the same year. So pretty incredible stuff by, by O'Connor. And, and he, he, you know, he, he appreciates what Virginia's done for him, too. I know, uh, you know, going back to Craig Littlepage, who hired him, uh, O'Connor had such, you know, deep appreciation for him and, and the opportunity and the way they were able to grow the program together and, and are still doing it now with, with Carla Williams in charge. Absolutely. Hey, one more on baseball, and then we'll touch quickly on football and basketball before I let you go. But I, I will give a little bit of um, uh, shout-out to Virginia Tech as well. They've had five <laughs> guys take it already. So that's that's nine guys between Virginia and Virginia Tech in the first 15 rounds. And, and great, that doesn't even count like a couple of guys from William & Mary, and there was a James Madison guy. And uh, Hayden Snellsnyer from uh, uh, Randolph-Macon got taken in the 17th round today. So the, the Commonwealth of Virginia, pretty darn good college baseball man it's it, i think it's in a good place bob and, and and you know from from seeing a lot of these teams uh you know when they when they come past and play the spiders and in richmond like it there's some really good programs and not just you know the kind of the banner program that is uva for the state but virginia tech's gotten so much better liberty is typically a team that you'll see in the postseason uh you, you think about old dominion and what they've done they you know, the last couple of years, I, I don't know if anybody in the sports had more home runs than Old Dominion. That that team absolutely mashed the baseball. Uh, it, it's in it's in a really good spot, and I think you know the mid major programs and the access to players in the state. Right, you have great pockets of baseball uh, from from up in northern Virginia uh, and to, to Richmond to to down by the beach, and and even in the Shenandoah Valley area, mm-hmm. uh, there's some really good baseball where where these these programs have access to players, and if they can get in early. You know, you've got a shot to get them in and, and really start to build your program. And I think you're seeing that all across all across the Commonwealth with college baseball. And perhaps more draft picks coming as the Major League Baseball draft um, continues. All right, let's uh, sashay here into what's coming up for Virginia Athletics. And let's start on the, on the football side. What's it going to take for you to be able to say a good program about football as you just did about baseball? And I know you recently wrote, wrote about the recruiting success that Virginia is having and Greg kind of kind of spreading their wings a little bit here to the Midwest and, and up and down the East Coast, right? Yeah, I think I think they've done a little bit different. And they do have three commits from in-state, and that's good for UVA. That's something they're trying to get uh, a little more consistent, but – uh, of course, you know, you, you got to get players where you can get them, too. And they've got some different connections on their staff. Their new offensive line coach, Terry Heffernan, has some Midwest roots. They were able to get into Big Ten country and, and, and get an offensive lineman out of, Chicago, out of the Chicago area. 
uh, who, who's excited about coming to UVA and, and chose UVA over some closer options, closer power five options uh, to home. They've gotten into the Northeast a little bit, uh, the New England area. I have one commit from Connecticut, another from Massachusetts, uh, and, and maybe that can be a pipeline. I know they've offered a couple of kids uh, from, from the same school their wide receiver commit is from, uh, you know, in, in future years, too. Uh, and, and down in Georgia, they have four commits from, from down in Georgia, and that's, that's a state that's, that's really recruited these days uh, because, because there's, there are players all over that state. And I know Virginia has, has good high school football. Georgia's got good high school football. And I think Virginia's just trying to make sure they're, they're East Coast, uh, they're, they're doing and, and, and cleaning up up and down the East Coast if they can. Uh, Georgia's been good to UVA, four commits. So uh, I think they had eight total in June, up to 11 in the class at this point, And I'm sure there'll be more this summer the rest of this summer as it goes along absolutely that's what the talk is all about right now we'll hold off on getting into this year's team the next time we have you on because it'll be acc media days and we'll, we'll kind of go from there for sure i saw virginia's basketball non-conference schedule um is out greg it seems uh, first glance a little bit of all or nothing here right either some really big time games or games that look they're by games you expect virginia to win those games that but there are some there are some signature games on there with uh, florida and wisconsin and you know uh, the, the sec challenge game as well and memphis on that schedule what do you what do you think of the non-conference schedule that tony bennett and staff has put together yeah i think that's a really good way to put it all, all or nothing type of games in terms of the competition but i think you know there there are some really good games on that schedule with with florida the second game of the season that that's a neutral site uh game down in charlotte uh you've got the the fort myers tip off where Virginia play Wisconsin in that the opening round, and then play the winner of SMU in West Virginia. West Virginia's got all sorts of uh, things going on with their program yeah. right mm-hmm. now, and, and what's going on with Bob Huggins, uh, the departing. Uh, and then you've got Texas A&M and the, the ACC SEC Challenge, which replaces the ACC Big Ten Challenge. Uh, and and really, Bob, I, I think it kind of reminds me of what Virginia did last year in the non-conference, right? Uh, they they played some really good non-conference games early. They had to go to Michigan. They played Houston. Uh, they they had some really good tests out of the gate. Of course, they went to Las Vegas uh, and played a couple of really good teams out there, Baylor uh, included. Uh, so I think you know they they. They found some benefit with that as they got into the ACC schedule, uh, and I think it helped their RPI too. Of course, when you play some some tougher teams in the non-league, uh, so I, I think it's pretty good and, and kind of follows what they did a season ago. Absolutely exciting times, and again, Virginia's coming off a great year. I guess they were fourth in that Directors Cup, which kind of measures your overall success in an athletic department. So uh, that's good for the Virginia Cavaliers as well. Greg, appreciate the update on all of that this afternoon. Again, congrats to you and your family, and we do look forward to catching up with you probably post-ACC media days and starting to dissect the Virginia football team for 2023. Sounds good, Bob. Always, always enjoy catching up with you. Thanks so much. All right. Greg Medea, Charlottesville Daily Progress. He's got a lot on his plate uh, these days. Uh, now with the probably diaper duty is is in his calling here in the next half hour or so. So appreciate him coming on with us and talking some UVA athletics. 532. Let's get a break in here. Back on the other side. 106.1 ESPN.